When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, welcome into the Sarcastic Remarks studios. My name is Ryan, and I am the host of Sarcastic Remarks. Um, we are the official Dallas Stars podcast of the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are sponsored by DraftKings. Um, their promo code that we ask you to use is THPN, and that lets them know that we're the ones that, you, that sent you, and you get a special little offer from them each time you go and use their app with that promo code. So please go and use that. We'd really appreciate that. And without further ado, we're going to get into tonight's game. Um, tonight's game was absolutely, uh, I guess, emotional is the correct word that I would use. At times, I was okay. At times, I was really mad. And at times, I was just distraught. So it just seems like throughout this game, this was a monkey that the Stars were trying to get off their backs. They were trying to get back into the win column. And it just didn't seem like they were going to be able to do that tonight. But thank goodness they actually took care of business here. And they got the win tonight. So I think some of the biggest takeaways out of today's game is you need to look at the fact that Ottinger is still continuing his absolute fantastic play. Um, I don't know what else we can say about the man that is Otter. Uh, He's just been 100% on every single time he's played the the one exception has been the game against the New York Rangers and the game against the New York Rangers was a one-off there were two goals there at the end that I think he would probably like to have back but other than that he has been really solid through uh, the last couple of games and the other takeaway that I would probably is that this Stars team really misses Miro Haskinen Um, I know that he wasn't doing a lot offensively on the ice for the Dallas Stars but if there was anything that he was doing, as he was providing the solid backbone for the defense that they need him to be, and you know that there were a couple of updates on him from Michelle. She said that you know he wasn't running a fever for the first time in in several days, which is a sign that he's progressing. But he's still out indefinitely. So the sooner that we can get him back, the better, and the sooner that this Stars team can be feel more complete because. I thought Klingberg would finally get that opportunity, and I thought maybe with Miro being out that Klingberg would you know, really step up in all facets of the game. And tonight he definitely stepped up in the offensive role of the game, but in the defensive role he's still quite struggling. Um, I'm noticing that he's trying to make more plays in the offensive zone, and that's fantastic. I'm glad that he's making more offensive plays in the in the offensive zone. But 
still in the, in the defensive zone. He's not making the same sort of plays that he used to. Uh, he's turning the puck over in the defensive zone, and then he's also turning the puck over at the offensive blue line. And for us to be successful as a team, that can't happen from who is arguably our best defenseman right now. He He needs to step up. I mean, not just in the offensive game like he was tonight, but also in the defensive game. And thank goodness it was enough for the Stars tonight to just get the get the win, get out of Montreal, and go to the next one because this was really important for the Stars to have because I really honestly thought for a second that uh, we were going to lose again to Montreal. And uh, I kind of let my emotions get the better of me tonight. But anyways, uh, I do want to get into a, a couple of things about this game with some notes that I took uh, through the course of the game. Um, I apologize. I don't have the NHL app working on my on my iPad, so I'm just going to have to pull it up on my phone instead. Sorry about that. My internet's kind of not working all that great right now. But anyways, uh, what I wanted to get into was the fact that the, the Stars uh, were consistently – seemed like they would win the faceoff in whatever zone they were in, and then they were never able to really control the offensive part of the game. And it, they were constantly turning it over. And if this tells you anything, well, I, I don't really know if I, if I believe the, the giveaways part of the game tonight, because in the, in the giveaways stat line for tonight's game, Montreal led the Stars with 25-16 to 16 in giveaways. And I'm not quite sure that that's correct, but you know what? It is what it is. Uh, I believe that the Stars were turning the puck over a lot, and Montreal was turning the puck over quite a bit as well. I just don't know if it was as much as the stats guys were saying, because at least with the Stars at home, the giveaways never seemed to be that outrageous like they were apparently in this game. So, anyways... Let's go ahead and get into the goal summary for tonight's game. The first goal for in tonight's game was from Roddick Foxa. Roddick Foxa got his first goal in 40 games, and so it was since November. And it's his third of the season from Raffle and Radulov. And finally, you know, kind of taking the lines, putting them in a blender with those bottom three lines seems to do something for the Stars tonight for Rick Bonus. And they get something out of the bottom three lines. And it was just a greasy goal. And I was just like, you know, garbage goal for the win, is what I put on Twitter. Uh, at this point, with the way that the Stars are not scoring goals, we'll take him as we get him, right? So, anyways, throughout the first period, I thought that we played okay. There was a lot of chances going both ways. But going into the second period, I, especially after the, the penalty that was called, I forget who it was against, but... And, of course, the NHL app's not working. It's not going to tell me. But there was a penalty that the the Stars took. And as soon as we took that penalty, it went straight Montreal Canadiens throughout the rest of the second period. And because of that power play goal uh, that came from Cole Caulfield here in the second period, it was at the 9.36 mark of the second period. And it was from Suzuki and Weidman that would make it 1-1 tied. And, again, it was a power play goal. And after that, Montreal just straight down the ice, and they were controlling the whole second period until Jamie Benn would get his 15th of the year from Lindell and Klingberg. So that's Klingberg's first point of the game. He would end up with three 
but that was a big goal by Jamie Benn. It was just a shot that ricocheted behind the net. Jamie happened to be in the right place at the right time, and he put it away to allow us to be ahead going into the second intermission. And I even put this on Twitter as well. I didn't think we deserved to be up 2-1 to one in that second intermission. Just because of the way we played in the second. The way we played in the second was atrocious. There, there was... I mean, there were turnovers left and right, and the only thing that was really keeping us in this game in that those first two periods was, once again, Ottinger. Ottinger was the best player on the ice for the Dallas Stars tonight. And then I'll, I'll get into somebody else here a little bit later after the goal summary that I thought had a really good game. So going into the third period, the Stars came out with a little bit of a push there at the beginning, but it didn't really amount to anything. So later in the third period, Nick Suzuki would get his 17th of the year from Caulfield and Romanoff. And, I mean, Caulfield just the, – the, the guy has been absolute dynamite since Martin St. Louis took over as the head coach for the Montreal Canadiens. And he's been fantastic for them. I mean, I don't have the stats here in front of me, but what I do know is that he's eight points out of the rookie goal scoring. And, and at this point in the season, with him even being that close, that's insane. And he spent a good chunk of his time under Dominic Ducharme, the, the coach that was fired. And it kind of makes you wonder, if he had Martin St. Louis from the beginning of the season, would this really be a Michael Bunting, Moritz Sider conversation for the Calder Trophy? Uh, maybe not. Maybe it's Cole Caulfield's. But nonetheless, anyways, Nick Suzuki would get his 17th of the year, and that was tied 2-2. Two to two. And in the second intermission, I kind of put... This is not going to be enough from the Dallas Stars. It's it's not going to be enough. And, and that was when we were up 2-1. to And no matter what had happened, I just knew a goal was coming. I was hoping it was from the Stars. And it was from the Montreal Canadiens at that point. And at that point, I had a, I had a little... Uh, we bought a couple little toy cars for um, my kids. Or, well, we didn't buy them. We got them in Happy Meals, I think, the other day right? And I was holding one, it was Peach on a, on a motorcycle or something. I'm sitting here messing with it as I'm watching the game. And as that goal went in, I took it and I just threw it. And I, I, I was hacked off. At, at that point, I thought we were going to lose the game. I really did. Because I thought it was going to go into this whole, uh, we can't seem to win against the bad teams kind of thing. And I won't even go into that conversation again. But at that point, I really thought we were going to lose. And it that my fears were even more confirmed when I don't even know how to say his name. I apologize, but Corey Shuhaneman, whatever his name is, the only reason why he was in the lineup tonight is because Ben Sherratt was traded. So he gets his very first NHL goal in like his 13th game, I believe is what it, it was, and he gets it from Pitlick and Dauphin, and... Montreal storms back two goals in about four minutes and they're up in the game with about six and a half, seven minutes remaining in the game. I was really hacked off at that point. At that point, I stood up, I took my hat and I went into my bedroom and threw it against the wall. I was mad. (laughs) And I can laugh about it now because we won, but oh man, I was so mad. I thought all of these stupid little these stupid little things that are kind of crushing the Dallas Stars right now were going to crush us against arguably the worst team in the NHL. Although, I should point out that in the last 15 games, I think 16 games, 
the Montreal Canadiens are actually eight six and one, so they actually have a winning record over those over those games. So they've been playing well, even better uh, than the last time we saw them. When the last time we saw them, they had won like I think seven games in like forty games or something like that. It was really bad, but uh, I mean they've been playing well and better as of late. So following that goal, the Stars were just kind of like, you know what, screw it. We're just going to go for it. And at one point, I'm not joking, there was about five Dallas Stars players all down the ice, and they're they're just going. (laughs) At that point, we're going to get a goal. And it was to the point where it was a five-on-three, and there were two forwards from Montreal that were behind the line of Dallas Stars going into the offensive zone. And I was just like, okay, where was this beforehand? Not necessarily that... It had to be all the defense, all the defensemen coming in and helping out with offense in the game. See from the stars before that, and that's what I would like to see more of. But regardless, it it was a chaotic next two and a half minutes, a absolute chaotic next two and a half minutes. And I kind of said this was very much the same as the first period against the New York Rangers. So in that first period with the New York Rangers the Dallas Stars were getting into a track meet with the New York Rangers. And that completely fed the game of the New York Rangers because that's how they play. I mean, they have a decent defense, but they have amazing offensive players that just haven't really lived up to what they could have been doing this season. And, I mean, it was just back, forth, back, forth, back, forth, back, forth. And for those two and a half minutes, it felt very similar to that. And there is the... Right before they scored this goal, which I'll go ahead and say, John Klingberg gets his third of the year from Ben and Gary Onoff, and it ties it three to three. But right before that part of or that part of the game, when he gets the goal, there was a giant gargantuan dance by Otter that he made a save on, and that the Stars were able to make sure that it didn't go into our net. Goes the opposite way; it's a semi odd man rush, and we get the goal. So. I, I didn't think that play was offside, by the way. J- I thought Jamie Benn was onside, but it was really close, and I was really scared that they were going to challenge it and it wasn't going to be called a goal. So thankfully they didn't challenge it. It's tied 3-3 three to three going into the last couple minutes of the third period. And that last little bit of the third period, the Stars actually got a, po- a power play, and it was a interfer- interference penalty on Yoel Armia, against Jake Ottinger, uh, he, he he stuck his leg out. He was trying to trip Jake Ottinger. At, at least I thought so. Uh, Montreal fans would probably disagree with me, but whatever. Um, it would go into overtime, and the Stars would do nothing with that power play, although they had their chances. In the overtime period, it was mostly, it was mostly the Montreal Canadiens tonight. And they, it was mostly just because they were controlling the play for the most part, in the overtime. The Stars did have a little bit of carryover from the power play at the end of the third period going into overtime. So it was four on three, but they still did nothing with it in that 30 seconds. With uh, about two minutes remaining in the overtime period, though, the Stars would take a penalty, and it was John Klingberg, and it was apparently a hooking call on Mike Hoffman. Hey, guys, this is Ryan here. The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins. As the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big, too. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets 
if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cast prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 years of age or older, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Absolute crap. Uh, absolute crap. And I'm just going to go ahead and get into this too. The refing this year has been new level bad. Has been new level bad. And I don't know what the deal is. I, I honestly don't know what the deal is. And the NHL and the refs are going to have to figure out what the heck is going on with the refing in this league. Because it's not just the stars. It's not just the stars. It's been... It's been a lot of teams in the NHL, and I mean, I'll go back to this because I'm thinking about this, but Connor McDavid, he he was, I, w- I was watching the playoffs last year, and there were many, many times when a call should have been made, when he, like he should have drawn a call, and it didn't happen. And I'm talking like seven times out of ten, it was not called and it should have been called. So I don't know what the solution is, for the refs and for the NHL to figure out what's going on with the refing this year. But I, I really hope that, you know, Gary Bettman looks at this and realizes how bad it's been this year. It's been bad. And I'll go back to the St. Louis game. The Stars were up one to nothing. I'm, I'm not going to get into the fact that the Stars probably should have had more goals, yes. But when you affect the outcome of a game in the last minute and then you let the other team win 2-1 to one, and it's because of a bad call... That's that's on the refs. That is on the refs. And thankfully tonight, it, it, it wasn't the case. So, but and, and I mean, it's not just you know calls that were bad against the Stars. There were some stupid calls that were made against the uh, the Montreal Canadiens tonight too. Like the uh, oh, what was the one I thought that was kind of stupid? I think it was a holding penalty. Yeah, it was the holding. It was uh, the Brett Kulak holding against Jamie Benn. I thought that was kind of that was lame. I didn't think that was really a penalty. And then while I'm thinking about this too, how about that seven on five there at the end of the third period? You're just not gonna call that. I mean, thanks to uh, Sod for pointing that out. I totally missed that. I mean, he even took a screenshot and and like shared it out there. Well, it actually might not have been him. It might have been someone else on Twitter. But regardless, he was the first one that I saw that pointed it out. There were seven players on the ice for the Montreal Canadiens. Seven! When when the play when when the ref's hand was up in the air. It's like I I get it. I know you're trying to look at the fact that you're waiting for the stars to take possession of the puck so you can blow the whistle and give the penalty to the stars, but you can't Man, my internet has been really 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 bad tonight i apologize about that guys anyways i'll get into that later but it, it it was just really 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 bad the fact that they did not get the seven on four that should have been called and it's another thing that they should have taken care of and they didn't um but thank goodness after the penalty 
after John Klingberg's penalty in overtime was killed off, probably about 30 seconds remaining into in the overtime period, you know, Klingberg does his thing, and he actually doubles up on his goal totals this year in one game, and he gets his fourth of the year from Ben and Sagan, and the Stars win 4-3 to tonight in a game that they absolutely had to have two points on. And they've, I, I, I think looking at the standings, they have like four four games in hand on the uh, Vegas Golden Knights for that second wild card spot. But man, we're not making it easy for ourselves right now. We're really, really making it hard for ourselves. And throughout this game, I really thought that the Stars were playing timid and they were playing with zero confidence. And those are some of my biggest takeaways out of tonight's game. But uh, a couple of other things I wanted to get into uh, tonight. After I kind of I mentioned the I mentioned the really bad refing in tonight's game. Uh, I talked about John Klingberg, and you know I'll, I'll go ahead and say this about what the Stars are going to do at the the trade deadline too. I don't think the Stars are going to do anything, and I've been saying that for several weeks now. For several weeks, I've been thinking that the only way the Stars could get better is if they go out and get another middle six, top six forward that they really need. I just don't see how that's going to happen. But today, there was a little bit of hope that kind of made me think, okay, maybe they are looking at getting somebody. Andre Sekera was actually placed on waivers today. So with his cap head, I believe his cap head is a, is a million and a half. And what you can do is if you put somebody on waivers and send them down to the AHL or they get picked up either way, that cap hit can be buried, and then they have 1.5 that doesn't go against the cap. So thankfully, it may look like that the Stars may be getting a trade soon. Maybe. I'm... You know, I'm still kind of keeping my fingers crossed. Not sure about it, though. I, I, I still don't think uh, it's going to happen. But what do I think the Stars really need? Uh, Miro Heiskanen. <laughs> uh, they, they need him back, like, now. And the sooner he can get back, the better. Um, anyways, guys, I'm going to pull up some of y'all's comments here tonight because there's, there's been a lot of good comments uh, that I should pull up. Uh, Ardell, thank you for listening. Dallas is really, really good in extra time this season. Not a, not sure of the record, I think is what he was trying to say, but it has to be very good. Yes, and Alex actually saves you the time there, Ardell, and he says, Stars are 12-3 and in overtime and shootouts this year, which is the complete opposite of what they were last season, which was... Um, Alex also saying onside by the width of a skate blade in reference to uh, Jimmy Ben being onside on that third goal. Yes, agreed. And very, 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 very close. Um, Alex also saying that the power play was terrible tonight. Um, I won't say it was... I'm I'm back and forth on this uh, in tonight's game. It was okay. It was okay. But... Oh my goodness, my internet's bad today. I apologize, guys. Um, it was good 40% of the time, and it was bad 60% of the time. So I, I, I'm not sure you know, what's, what to say else about that, but the power play's got to get better in order for the Stars to be you know, a playoff team. So 
Uh, it was a weak high stick on paths. Yes, that's a good point, and that that goes back into my uh, my conversation about the really bad refing. That that was a crap call, and wh- whoever it was that uh, embellished that call, who was it? Joel Edmondson. Yeah, Joel Edmondson. Yeah, and it, it, that was crap. It, it shouldn't have been called, but either way, stupid. Uh, Brandon saying, hey, Ryan, hey, Alex, what a game. Not in a good way. We struggled tonight, got the W, but it was an ugly game. I agree. It was a bad game. It was an ugly game. We did struggle, but we got two points that we needed. And I'm hoping that this W will maybe loosen the grips on our sticks a little bit and we can play a little bit more loose in the upcoming games that are ahead because we're playing a bunch on the road for the next two weeks. So we'll we'll see how that how that goes. Um, finally, someone other than our top line got some points, Brandon says. Foxa, Ben, and freaking Klinger. Yep. And as good as Klinger was offensively tonight, he did have some defensive miscues. But at least with the defensive miscues, he made up for it with the three points that he had tonight. And if it weren't for his goals, we don't win the game tonight. So that is that is very, very true. And if he's doing that consistently and, you know, putting up goals and putting up points along with the defensive miscues, I can live with the defensive miscues more. But we haven't really seen that a lot this season. And thankfully... At least in this game, we have. So, uh, we'll see. Uh, I'm a Ryan mind reader. Yep, you are. Uh, that's, and I'm sure he's in in reference to this comment that Brandon <laughs> Brandon said. Sekiro is on waivers. What do you see happening to him? I, I think he's still just trying to get better. I, he's kind of like, like you remember Blake Como. He, he's kind of been a ghost since the beginning of the season. So I, I don't know, but we'll see what happens to Sekiro and what happens to uh, Blake Como as well. Um, Alex also saying, I'm not getting my hopes up for a trade. I'm not either, but the Sekiro move, maybe a little bit. Maybe like a smidgen of interest, and it kind of perked my interest just a little bit. So we'll see if there's something going on out there. Because for a while, it looked like the Stars were in on a couple of trades. But especially as of recent, I, I don't know if there's anything else that would go with that. But... Brandon also saying much better than the OT than last season. Yep, and we kind of talked about that. Um, I thought we played well, more like 70 good, 30 bad. And that's okay. That's okay for you to feel like that. And maybe it's just because, uh, I I hope I say your name correct, Cryptic2KK, welcome to the stream, and thank you for uh, listening. Uh, I'm just more pessimistic about my team just because I I think I care too much. And as as a fan, I just care way, way, way too much. But... That's good that you're more optimistic than I am. Maybe you can put your uh, comments about what you think is going to happen in the trade deadline cryptic and let me know what you think. Because Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid for Alexander Radulov. How about that? (laughs) We'll we'll see. We'll see. Um, Cosmic saying, my dude, that was a tough game. Yes, it was a tough game to watch. And I mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast, but it was very much a emotional game it it played with my emotions a lot I was very mad for points of this game especially when they went up three to two when Montreal went up three to two and uh then I was just kind of I wasn't even happy I was just relieved (laughs) when Klingberg scored his second goal in overtime so just I don't know I don't know I'm I'm just I'm just 
I don't know how this is going to go, guys. I really don't. I, I just want to make the playoffs, and then we can see what happens. Even if we play against Colorado, I'll be happy that we made the playoffs. But I, I still don't know if we're going to make it or not. Um, Ardell said, Michael Raffle was excellent with four hits and better play more than one way to impact the game. Yeah, and that's a good point. That's actually a really good point, Ardell. Is, uh, I, I mentioned this in the last episode, but Michael Raffle really should have been put on that second line to start the game because I really thought it that he deserved it and I know he's not an offensive guy but the way that bonus is playing his team right now that's not gonna happen right it not everybody is gonna be super offensive just because that's the bonuses system it doesn't work that way but I really thought with the way that Michael Ruffle has played the last couple of weeks that he would get that opportunity and they, he tried to slam the, the old big three together, and it just didn't work. Um, you know, that, that makes me think about two things, actually. I'll, I'll go, I want to go back to uh, Alexander Adrella for a second. So apparently there is some interest, according to Elliot Friedman uh, of Sportsnet, there is some interest from the New York Rangers and Alexander Adrella. Now, what is it going to take for the Stars to trade Alexander Adrella? It's gonna have to be something that blows the pants off of Jim Nill, which I don't think it's it's gonna. I still don't think it's gonna happen. But if you can make a move like that, that allows some other players who are kind of buried a little bit, you know, like Yoel Kiviranta. He's not really a top six forward, but he can play in the bottom six fine. But that that allows you to at least get three million off your cap if you take, you know, three million. If you like, uh, oh my goodness, can't think of the word. Retention when you do when you if you take fifty percent of the retention of Radulov's contract, and that that saves us some room. Maybe we, we can go do something else. But again, I just don't think that that's going to happen from the stars. Honestly, I was happy if we would trade Radulov for like a fifth, sixth, or seventh round pick <laughs> at this point, just to get some cap space and then maybe go do something. Go get a guy that can actually score. I mean, Zuccarello. Man, I miss that guy. I really wish we had kept him. Um, anyways, Alex also saying just need Vegas to lose to Florida. Yep, if that happens, which statistically should happen, then the Stars will be in the second wild card spot at the end of the night. Um, but Vegas has been so bad as of recent that it, I don't think it's going to play into the Stars' favor and Vegas may win tonight. <laughs> I don't know. But... Brandon also saying, on a positive note, Otter had some great saves tonight. Yeah, he did. Uh, he was completely unflappable, as Alex also mentions. That's a very good word to use. He had a very good game tonight, as did he the last game as well. In the, against Toronto, he was getting no goal support. And tonight, he did. Two of them from uh, John Klingberg. So, some other things, other comments that we got. Um... What is your opinion of how Studnich played? I thought he did okay. I did. I, I liked his energy and his compete level that I saw. He was actually going to the corners and really had some speed to him when he was on, I, I guess, that semi-second line with uh, Tyler Sagan. But it was still really good, and I, I liked the way that he played tonight. Um, Alex Smith also saying, Montreal's third goal too. Let him see the shot. There were two stars in front of him and no Canadians within 20 feet of the net. Just let him see it. Yeah, and they're normally really good about that too. They're normally good about letting their goalie, whoever it is, whether it was uh, 
whether it, it was Otter or Hudobin or Bishop or Holby, whoever it is, they, they're normally really good about letting their goalies see the shot. But I guess for the case tonight, that wasn't the case. So, um, Alex, trade rads for a case of pucks. I'd just take a bag of pucks. How about that? Uh, open up some cap space and get Petrie. I think it's going to take a lot to get Petrie out of uh, Montreal. I mean, we saw what Sherratt was worth. Sherratt is not he, is not worth what Florida gave uh, Montreal. I think they gave like a, a a decent prospect, a first round, and a fourth round. That that's no. That, that I would not do that for Jeff Petrie. And but it looks like that Montreal might get that. So you know, but hopefully not from the stars. But we'll see. Uh, Brand, <laughs> I wish, right? Zabinijad for Rads? Why not? Uh, it would have to be Zabinijad and Rads and like probably Wyatt Johnson or Logan Stankoven or one of our big time prospects for us to get uh, Zabinijad out of New York like that. It, not, it's not gonna be one for one like that. I wish it'd be nice, but I, I don't think so. Anyways, guys, I think I'm going to close it off here tonight. Um, thank you guys for uh, commenting. It it actually allowed me to pull up some things that I wanted to talk about. And uh, I'm glad that you guys uh, commented. And I enjoy all the comments that y'all had. Thank y'all. And once again, please go and use the promo code THPN from DraftKings Sportsbook, our sponsor. Let's them know that we're the ones that sent you. Hopefully, James and Chris will be back with me on Saturday for the last game of spring break. But... We'll see, and uh, go and follow us. Yeah, go and follow us anywhere where you anywhere where you have social media. We've got uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, all that sort of stuff. Leave us a review and comments in the comment section down below. Anywhere you're listening, really appreciate that. I'll catch you guys on the flip side. I hope you guys have a good, fantastic evening, morning, whenever you're listening to it. Bye.